Hi there, my Israelite brothers and sisters. Welcome to Brother Hebert Presents. This is part five of Burn in the Furnace of Fire. This paper is found in the studies menu at thinkoutsidethebeast.com. Click the drop-down arrow to open the menu. In part four, we saw that this life is a test, and when we pass through the waters, they shall not overflow you, and when we walk through the fire, we shall not be burned, if we have the right belief. We saw the prophecy of Babylon's wickedness, and that its pharmaceutical system will be as stubble, burning in the fire. We see that Yahweh's people mention the God of Israel, but not in truth or in righteousness. This is speaking of the lip service of the churches, who call themselves of the holy city, but do not do his words. We see that Yahweh will come with fire, flames of fire, and with a flaming sword to consume the Jaime Jesus idolaters that eat swine's flesh in the groves among all the abominations of the 33,000 church denominations. In Jeremiah, we continue to see Yahweh's consuming fire on those who forsake him. The high places of pagan worship, the planned parenthood offices of Moloch, and all the race mixers will be consumed by fire. We saw in Baruch that those who do not forget Yahweh's law will see the consolation of Zion, which is our kinsman redeemer. The number of those who forget his law cannot be numbered, and they will be devoured by fire when Yahweh requits them for their evil. We see that those that do not believe and those that deny the promise of their reward are reserved for fire. We saw in Ezekiel more burning, consuming, and destroying fire. The people became as dross, impure. The Babylonians were sent to burn Jerusalem, the temple, the houses, and the gates thereof for the iniquity of the holy city. We continue in the book of Daniel. Allegorical Prophecies Nebuchadnezzar erected a golden image and commanded that all people should fall down and worship it. Daniel's companions refused to comply and were thrown into a fiery furnace. However, they were miraculously preserved by the son of Elohim in the flames, and this was acknowledged by the king himself, who decreed that henceforth no one should say anything against the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Similarly, we find that to succeed in this world, everyone must bow before the power of money, as represented by gold, and to similar man-made institutions. Those who refuse to conform must suffer, but it is a fact that Christ stands with his people in their fiery trials. The Fiery Furnace Daniel 3.1 Nebuchadnezzar the king made an image of gold, whose height was ninety feet, and the width nine feet. He set it up in the plain of Dura, in the province of Babylon. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king sent to gather together the satraps, the prefects, and the governors, the judges, the treasurers, counselors, sheriffs, and all the rulers of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image which Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Then the satraps, prefects, governors, judges, treasurers, counselors, sheriffs, and all the rulers of the provinces were gathered together unto the dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. And they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. 
Then a herald cried out aloud, To you it is commanded, O people, nations, and languages, that at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, dulcimer, and all kinds of music, you shall fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king has set up. And whoso falls not down and worships, shall the same hour be cast into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. Therefore, at that time, when all the people heard the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and all kinds of music, all the people, the nations, and the languages, fell down and worshipped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Wherefore at that time certain Chaldeans came near and accused the Judahites. They spake and said to the king Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. You, O king, has made a decree that every man that shall hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music, shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whoso falls not down and worships, he should be cast into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. There are certain Judahites, whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not regarded you. They serve not your gods, nor worship the golden image which you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in his rage and fury, commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, do not you serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I have set up? Now if you be ready, that at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music, you fall down and worship the image which I have made, then good. But if you worship not, you shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. And who is that Elohim that shall deliver you out of my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If it be so, our Elohim whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto you, O king, that we will not serve your gods, nor worship the golden image which you have set up. Then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury, and the form of his visage was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore he spake, and commanded that they should heat the furnace seven more times than it was usually heated. And he commanded the most mighty men that were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and to cast them into the burning, fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats, trousers, and their hats, and their garments, and were cast into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent, and the furnace exceeding hot, 
The flame of the fire slew those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. 3 Maccabees 6.6 When the three friends in the land of Babylon of their own will exposed their lives to the fire rather than serve vain things, you did send a dewy coolness through the fiery furnace and brought the fire upon all their adversaries. Then Azarias stood up and prayed on this manner, and opening his mouth in the midst of the fire said, Blessed are you, O Yahweh Elohim of our forefathers. Your name is worthy to be praised and glorified forevermore. For you are righteous in all the things that you have done to us. Yea, true are all your works, your ways are right, and all your judgments truth. In all the things that you have brought upon us, and upon the holy city of our forefathers, even Yerushalayim, you have executed true judgment. For according to truth and judgment did you bring all these things upon us because of our sins. For we have sinned and committed iniquity, departing from you. In all things we have trespassed, and not obeyed your commandments, nor kept them, neither done as you have commanded us, that it might go well with us. Wherefore, all that you have brought upon us, and everything that you have done to us, you have done in true judgment. And you did deliver us into the hands of lawless enemies, most hateful forsakers of Elohim, and to an unjust king, and the most wicked in all the world. And now we cannot open our mouths. We are become a shame and reproach to your servants, and to them that worship you. Yet deliver us not up wholly, for your name's sake, neither disannul you your covenant, and cause not your mercy to depart from us, for your beloved Abraham's sake, for your servant Yitzchak's sake, and for your holy Yisrael's sake, to whom you have spoken and promised that you would multiply their seed as the stars of heaven, and as the sand that lies upon the seashore. For we, O Yahweh, are become less than any nation, and be kept under this day in all the world because of our sins. Neither is there at this time prince, or prophet, or leader, or burnt offering, or sacrifice, or oblation, or incense, or place to sacrifice before you, and to find mercy. Nevertheless, in a contrite heart and a humble spirit, let us be accepted, like as in the burnt offerings of rams and bullocks, and like as in ten thousands of fat lambs. So let our sacrifice be in your sight this day, and grant that we may wholly go after you. For they shall not be confounded that put their trust in you. And now we follow you with all our heart. We revere you and seek your face. Put us not to shame, but deal with us after your loving kindness and according to the multitude of your mercies. Deliver us also according to your marvelous works and give glory to your name, O Yahweh. And let all them that do your servants hurt be ashamed and let them be confounded in all their power and might, and let their strength be broken, and let them know that you are Elohim, the only Elohim, and glorious over the whole world. And the king's servants that put them in ceased not to make the oven hot with rosin, pitch, tow, and small wood, so that the flame streamed forth above the furnace seventy-three feet, and it passed through and burned those Chaldeans it found about the furnace. 
But the angel of Yahweh came down into the oven together with Azarias and his fellows, and smote the flame of the fire out of the oven, and made the midst of the fire as it had been a moist whistling wind, so that the fire touched them not at all, neither hurt nor troubled them. Then the three, as out of one mouth, praised, glorified, and blessed Elohim in the furnace, saying, Blessed are you, O Yahweh Elohim of our fathers, and to be praised and exalted above all forever. And blessed is your glorious and set-apart name, and to be praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed are you in the temple of your set-apart glory, and to be praised and glorified above all forever. Blessed are you that beholds the depths, and sits upon the cherubims, and to be praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed are you on the glorious throne of your kingdom, and to be praised and glorified above all forever. Blessed are you in the firmament of heaven, and above all, to be praised and glorified forever. O all you works of Yahweh, bless you Yahweh, praise and exalt him above all forever. O you heavens, bless you Yahweh, praise and exalt him above all forever. O you messengers of Yahweh, bless you Yahweh, praise and exalt him above all forever. O all you waters that be above the heaven, bless you Yahweh, praise and exalt him above all forever. O all you powers of Yahweh, bless you Yahweh, praise and exalt him above all forever. O you sun and moon, bless you Yahweh, praise and exalt him above all forever. O you stars of heaven, O every shower and dew, all you winds, all you fire and heat, you winter and summer, you dews and storms of snow, bless you Yahweh, praise and exalt him above all forever. O you nights and days, O you light and darkness, O ice and cold, O you frost and snow, and lightnings and clouds, bless you Yahweh, praise and exalt him above all forever. O let the earth bless Yahweh, O you mountains and little hills, O you things that grow in the earth, O you mountains, bless you Yahweh, praise and exalt him above all forever. O you seas and rivers, O you whales, O you fowls of the air, O you beasts and livestock, bless Yahweh, praise and exalt him above all forever. O you children of Adam, O Yisrael, bless you Yahweh, praise and exalt him above all forever. O you priests of Yahweh, O you servants of Yahweh, you spirits and souls of the righteous, O you set apart and humble men of the heart, bless you Yahweh, praise and exalt him above all forever. O Ananias, Azarias, and Misael, bless you Yahweh, praise and exalt him above all forever. For he has delivered us from hell, and saved us from the hand of death, and delivered us out of the midst of the furnace and burning flame. Even out of the mists of the fire has he delivered us. O oh, give thanks unto Yahweh, because he is gracious, for his mercy endures forever. O oh, all you that worship Yahweh, bless the God of gods, praise him, and give him thanks, for his mercy endures forever. Verse 24. Then Nebuchadnezzar heard them singing praises, and the king was astonished, 
and rose up in haste and spake, and said unto his counsellors, Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, True, O king. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt, and the appearance of the fourth is like a son of Elohim. Isaiah 43.2 When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon you. Verse 26 Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning fiery furnace, and spake, and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you servants of the Most High Elohim, come forth, and come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came forth of the midst of the fire, and the satraps, prefects, governors, the king's counselors, being gathered together, saw these men, upon whose body the fire had no power, nor was a hair of their head singed. Neither were their coats changed, nor the smell of fire had passed on them. They had faith, allegiance in Yahweh's delivering power. This also shows that those of us who follow Yahweh will not be touched by the fire. Verse 28 Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the Elohim of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his messenger and delivered his servants that trusted in him, and have changed the king's word, and yielded their bodies, that they might not serve nor worship any god except their own Elohim. Therefore I make a decree that every people, nation, and language which speak anything amiss against the Elohim of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces and their houses shall be made a dunghill, because there is no other Elohim that can deliver after this sort. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. 4th Maccabees 13.9 Brothers, may we die brotherly for the law. Let us imitate the three young men in Babylon who despised the equally afflicting furnace. And the righteous Daniel was cast unto the lions, and Ananias, and Azarias, and Misael were slung out into the furnace of fire, yet they endured through Elohim. If you can imagine the world becoming a fiery furnace when Christ returns, then you have an idea of how it's all going to go down. In flames. Those of us who have died in righteousness will rise, and those of us who are living will be preserved translated and revealed in the fire upon our king's return. Welcome to the kingdom of righteousness, purged by fire. Chapter 9 are symbolic prophecies, dreams, and visions of the four beast empires, the Babylonians, the Medes and Persians, Alexander the Great, and Rome. Daniel 7.7 after this I saw in the night visions, and behold a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible, and strong exceedingly. And it had great iron teeth, 
It devoured and brake in pieces, and stamped the residue with the feet of it. And it was diverse from all the beasts that were before it, and it had ten horns. Ten horns may be the ten provinces that Rome was divided into in the time of the Caesars, which were formed by a league with the Germanic tribes of the Franks, Huns, Vandals, Visigoths, Ostrogoths, Alans, Burgundians, Odoacer, Saxons, and Lombards. Verse 8. I considered the horns, and behold, there came up among them another little horn, before whom there were three of the first horns plucked up by the roots. And behold, in this horn were eyes like the eyes of a man, and a mouth speaking great things. This little horn is the papacy. Justinian was the eleventh emperor of the Eastern Empire, and he was the one who established the temporal power of the papacy. It is also interesting that Justinian's advisors, who were Jews, instituted the fraud of legal usurpation through the grammatical deception called Dog Latin. The Vatican holds the title to our birth certificates, which are stock numbers, meaning corporations, which we all are when we incorporate our surname with our Christian name at birth. The surname is the serf name, which is our slave name. <coughs> Daniel 7.9 I beheld till the thrones were cast down, and the Ancient of Days did sit, whose garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head like the pure wool. His throne was like the fiery flame, and his wheels as burning fire. A fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. Millions ministered unto him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The judgment was set, and the books were opened. I beheld then because of the voice of the great words which the horn spake. I beheld even till the beast was slain, and his body destroyed and given to the burning flame. The horn is Justinian, the whole corrupt legal system, and everyone became a part of it and worshipped it. This system still operates today, and we are all debtors considered lost at sea, which, as a result, we are corporations with no inheritance, no dominion, and no standing with Christ, because we have unwittingly entered into a contract with Satan and are citizens on his ship under maritime law. This is why, having true knowledge and understanding, and walking in the way, we can be salvaged by Christ, and abide during the burning furnace of fire, when he returns in flaming fire. Hosea 7.5 On the day of our king, the officials became sick with the heat of wine. He stretched out his hand with scoffers. Good leadership, of course, requires sober vigilance. Again, it is the failure of our rulers which ultimately causes the people to go astray. Verse 6 For their hearts are like an oven as they approach their plotting. Their anger smolders all night. In the morning it burns like a flaming fire. All of them are hot like an oven, 
and they consume their rulers. All their kings have fallen. None of them calls on me. Because of the lack of true godly leadership, the nation as a whole suffered the losses which resulted from warfare outside and immorality within. As verse 5 stated, poisoned with wine. Four of the last six kings were assassinated by poison. Jews are known for poisoning wells, food, kings, and Christians. Verse 8. Ephraim, he mixed himself among the people. Ephraim is a cake not turned. Ephraim is a cake not turned because he mixed himself with the other nations. A cake not turned is a cake which is half black. Steel is not made stronger by mixing clay into the process, and the same is true of people. Here we see that race mixing is odious to Elohim. God hates pollution of the holy seed and punishes us for it. Verse 9. Foreigners have devoured Ephraim's strength, and he knows it not. Yea, gray hairs are here and there upon him, yet he knows not. Because we as a people collectively do not learn from history, we repeat it over and over. When we are asleep and leave governance up to the unrighteous leaders, we get burned. If we continue to sleep and allow the unrighteous to lead, we will be consumed with the unrighteous in the furnace of Yahweh's wrath, which is Judgment Day. Joel 2.1 Blow you the trumpet in Zion, and sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of Yahweh comes, for it is near at hand. A day of darkness and of gloominess, a day of clouds and of thick darkness, as the morning spread upon the mountains, a great people and strong. There has not been ever the like, neither shall there be any more after it, even to the years of many generations. A fire devours before them, and behind them a flame burns. The land is as the Garden of Eden before them, and behind them a desolate wilderness, yea, and nothing shall escape them. In Joel's time, this was a prophecy of invading armies that were sent by Yahweh to destroy ancient Israel, the Assyrians and Babylonians who burned Jerusalem with fire. Verse 4. The appearance of them is as the appearance of horses, and as horsemen, so shall they run. Revelation 9-7 And the shapes of the locusts were like unto horses prepared unto battle, and on their heads were it as were crowns like gold, and their faces were as the faces of men. This also describes the later Arab invasion of Christian lands in the Roman Empire in the 7th century AD. Verse 5. Like the noise of chariots on the tops of mountains shall they leap, like the noise of a flame of fire that devours the stubble, as a strong people set in battle array. This was describing the Babylonian invasion of the time, 
but also describes the later Arab invasions of the Greco-Roman lands. Mohammedanism and conversion by the sword. Many Christians perished. Today, our white nations are being invaded by all the alien races, and we are being consumed by them. Amos 7.4 Thus has Yahweh Elohim showed unto me, and behold, Yahweh Elohim called to contend for a trial by fire. And it devoured the great deep, and did eat up a part. The Septuagint reads, Yahweh called for judgment by fire. The Hebrew has, Yahweh Elohim called for a trial by fire. Verse 5, Then said I, O Yahweh Elohim, cease, I beseech you, by whom shall Jacob arise? for he is small. The people of Israel in Samaria had been greatly reduced from their former glory. Verse 6. Yahweh was regretful for this. This also shall not be, says Yahweh Elohim. Thus he has showed me, and behold, Yahweh stood upon a wall made by a plumb line, with a plumb line in his hand, and Yahweh said unto me, Amos, what do you see? And I said, A plumb line. Then said Yahweh, Behold, I will set a plumb line in the midst of my people Yisrael. I will not again pass by them any more. Yahweh divides the people with a plumb line, a measuring line, determining which of them would survive and go into captivity and which of them would remain behind, either dead or alive. These examples of trials by fire are punishments for correction. When the final fire of Judgment Day arrives, it won't be a punishment for correction. It will be justice. You will either have passed the test and remain and be glorified, or you will be consumed by the fire. Amos 9.13 Behold, the days come, says Yahweh, that the plowman shall overtake the reaper, and the treader of grapes him that sows seed, and the mountains shall drop sweet wine, and all the hills shall melt. A promise that Israel shall once again live bountifully, a sign of hope in their captivity. Joel 3.18 and it shall come to pass in that day that the mountains shall drop down new wine, and the hills shall flow with milk, and all the rivers of Yahuda shall flow with waters, and a fountain shall come forth of the house of Yahweh, and shall water the valley of Shittim. These prophecies were of their hope after punishment and captivity. They also translate to what will happen at the end of days when Yeshua returns, in a blaze of glory, and consumes everything evil and corrupt, and his faithful remnant shining through in the new heavens and the new earth. The prophecy of Obadiah is a prophecy concerning Edom, 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 that nation which descended from Esau, Jacob's brother. The Jews are descendants of Esau and Cain. Obadiah Obadiah 1.15 For the day of Yahweh 
is near upon all the nations. As you have done, it shall be done unto you. Your reward shall return upon your own head. For as you Jews have drunk upon my set-apart mountain, the sons of Jacob, so shall all the nations drink continually. Yea, they shall drink, and they shall swallow down, and they shall be as though they had not been. Why would the day of Yahweh be upon all nations because of the Edomite affliction of Israel? Because this is not an immediate prophecy. We still have Edom in the world, and the Edomite Jews corrupt all nations. This is an end-time prophecy. This is where we are today. All of the formerly white Christian nations, the mountains of Israel, are now governed by Satan and his Jewish children, and overrun by aliens. Verse 17. But upon Mount Zion, which is a figurative of Israel in the future, shall be deliverance, and there shall be set-apartness, and the house of Jacob shall possess their possessions, and the house of Jacob shall be a fire, and the house of Joseph a flame, and the house of Esau for stubble, and they shall kindle in them and devour them, and there shall not be any remaining of the house of Esau, for Yahweh has spoken. There will be nothing left of the house of Esau. No more Jews. Praise Yahweh. Micah 1.4 And the mountains shall be molten under him, and the valleys shall be cleft, as wax before the fire, and as the waters that are poured down a steep place. Here, Micah uses poetic language and a word-picture description of Elohim's presence as a means of connecting his judgment to the wrath which is about to come upon the people of the land in the form of the Assyrian invasions. Verse 7 And all the graven images thereof shall be beaten to pieces, and all the harlot thieves thereof shall be burned with the fire, and all the idols thereof will I lay desolate. For she gathered it of the hire of a harlot, and they shall return to the hire of a harlot. Yahweh would discover the foundations of Samaria, and these are the idols which were gathered of the hire of a harlot. This is a reference to an intercourse in trade and an unlawful communion, sexual and otherwise, with the non-Israelite nations. If we keep seeing examples of wax melting and fire burning, just what do you expect at the end of this age? Anything different? No. It will be the hottest burning furnace ever. Nahum 1.5 The mountains quake at him, and the hills melt, and the land is burned at his presence, yea, the world and all that dwell therein. Mountains and hills are analogies 
for nations large and small. Verse 6. Who can stand before his indignation and fury? And who can abide in the fierceness of his anger? His fury and rage is poured out like fire, and the rocks are thrown down by him. Yahweh is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knows them that seek refuge in him. But with an overrunning flood, he will make an utter end of the place thereof, and darkness shall pursue his hated enemies. Nahum is referring to the children of Israel who are obedient to Yahweh, indicating that they will be looked after by him. He is a stronghold in a day of trouble, and in keeping his ways one may abide his anger. On the flip side, destruction is certain to those of his enemies. Verse 9. What do you imagine against Yahweh? He will make an utter end. Affliction shall not rise up the second time. For while they be folded together as thorns, and while they are drunken as drunkards, they shall be devoured as stubble, fully dry. Zephaniah, Zephaniah 117. And I will bring distress upon men, that they shall walk like blind men, because they have sinned against Yahweh, and their blood shall be poured out as dust, and their bowels as the dumb. Deuteronomy 28.29 And you shall grope at noonday as the blind grope in darkness, and you shall not prosper in your ways, and you shall be only oppressed and spoiled evermore, and no man shall save you. The great day of Yahweh here is a reference to the judgment which is about to come upon Judah by the hand of the Babylonians as a result of their sin. Verse 18 Neither their silver nor their gold shall be able to deliver them in the day of Yahweh's wrath, but the whole land shall be devoured by the fire of his jealousy. For he shall make even a speedy riddance of all them that dwell in the land. Ezekiel 7.19 They shall cast their silver in the streets, and their gold shall be removed. Their silver and their gold shall not be able to deliver them in the day of the wrath of Yahweh. They shall not satisfy their souls, neither fill their bowels, because it is the stumbling block of their iniquity. More examples of temporary destruction by fire. The end times judgment day of Yahweh will not be temporary. The future of Jerusalem, then and now, Jerusalem is also a reference to the people, we Israelites, wherever we are. Zephaniah 3.8 Therefore wait you upon me, says Yahweh, until the day that I rise up to the one whom judgment will fall. For my determination is to gather the nations, that I might assemble the kingdoms, to pour upon them my indignation, even all my fierce anger, for all the earth shall be devoured with the fire of my ordor of anger. 
The furnace of fire has been kindled and only getting hotter. At this time in Zechariah, the high priest of Judah was Joshua, the son of Yosadek. Joshua is Yahshua in the Hebrew, the same word used for salvation and the name of Christ. The Septuagint and some others have Joshua as Yahshua the Christ. This may have dual meanings. Zechariah 3.1 And he showed me Yahshua the high priest standing before the messenger of Yahweh, and Satan standing at his right hand to resist him as an adversary. And Yahweh said unto Satan, Yahweh rebuke you, O Satan. Even Yahweh that has chosen Yerushalayim rebuke you. Is not this a brand plucked out of the fire? Now Yahshua was clothed with filthy garments and stood before the messenger. Isaiah 64, 6 But we are all become as unclean, and all our righteousness as filthy rags. And we all do fade as a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away. Continuing Zechariah 3, 4 and the messenger answered and spake unto those that stood before him, saying, Take away the filthy garments from him. And unto Yahshua the messenger said, Behold, I have caused your iniquity to pass from you, and I will clothe you with change of raiment. Meaning the priestly robe. Isaiah 61.10 I will greatly rejoice in Yahweh. My soul shall be joyful in my Elohim, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness, as a bridegroom decks himself with ornaments, and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. Luke 15.22 But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe, and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand, and shoes on his feet. Dr. Wesley Swift says, This was Joshua, with Satan contending against him. This is symbolic. It is explaining that man is not going to be the victor by himself. That man, with all his righteousness, is just filthy garments. But God said he was going to remove these filthy garments from Joshua, and then clothe him with righteousness. This is God's covenant with every one of Israel. Arise and shine. Your light has come, and the glory of God has risen upon you. When Yeshua Christ consumes the world in his fire, those of us whom he finds in allegiance to him will be clothed in righteousness, Shekinah glory, the body Adam had before he fell, and the body Christ ascended in. Everyone else will be consumed as stubble. Zechariah 13.8 And it shall come to pass, that in all the land, says Yahweh, two parts therein shall be cut off and die, but the third shall be left therein. Romans 11.5 Even so then, at this present time also, there is a remnant according to the election of favor. Continuing in verse 9 and I will bring the third part, the remnant, through the fire, 
and will refine them as silver is refined, and will try them as gold is tried. They shall call on my name, and I will hear them. I will say, It is my people, and they shall say, Yahweh is my Elohim. Isaiah 48.10 Behold, I have refined you, but not with silver. I have chosen you in the furnace of affliction. Those who believe the church doctrine of the rapture better read verse 9 again. If you are not tried through fire, you are not his child. This trial is our test here on earth. If you build on truth and knowledge and practice the way, when our prince returns, you will be refined and remain. This can't happen if you escape in the rapture or praise a Jewish Jesus. Malachi 3.2 But who may abide the day of Christ's coming? And who shall stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire, and like fuller's soap. Malachi 4.1 For behold, the day comes that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly, shall be stubble. And the day that comes shall burn them up, says Yahweh of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with spiritual healing in his wings, and you shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall. And you shall tread down the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet in the day that I shall do this, says Yahweh of hosts. That wraps up the Old Testament verses. Now let's examine the New Testament verses and see if the furnace of fire goes cold, because that mean old God of the Old Testament is all about love in the New Testament. Note, there are not two covenants, it's one covenant. The New Testament is the renewed covenant. Renewed, because the sacrifice of Christ ended the Levitical priesthood, its rituals and sacrificial oblations, and Christ is now our high priest and mediator. We still have to bring something to atone for our sins, but not the blood of goats and bulls. Rather, the spiritual sacrifices of repentance, obedience, and allegiance to the way, which is the Christianity of the Old Covenant. Note, the word oven is within the word covenant. You can't keep his covenant if you identify as a trans-Gentile and just believe, or worship a Jewish Jesus, or sit in your own pew in a pagan temple with pork in your belly and trusting damning doctrines of church lunacy and thinking you are saved already. Oh, I'm saved. Just believe. That is being ignorant of his covenant, against his covenant, and breaking his covenant. Break his covenant, and you will be consumed by the fire. Keep his covenant, and you will come through the fire. 
Matthew 3.11, John speaking, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that comes after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. John's commission was to cleanse the Levitical priesthood and prepare Christ for sacrifice. Baptism with the Holy Spirit is being immersed in knowledge and understanding. The last part of verse 11 states, Yeshua will baptize you with fire. This life is our test to prove if we will follow the way and the laws given by Yahweh. If we live a life in obedience and allegiance to Christ, when we are baptized in the fiery furnace of his return, we will pass through it. Concerning Anger Matthew 5.21 You have heard that it was said by them of old time, You shall not murder, and whosoever shall murder shall be in danger of the judgment. But I say unto you, that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whosoever shall say to his brother, Raka, an obscure term of abuse, shall be in danger of the council. But whosoever shall say, You fool, for no reason, shall be in danger of hellfire. Murder will receive judgment. Anger without a cause toward your brethren is worse. If you call your brother a fool for no reason, you have become unclean, and you could be burned in the garbage pit of Gehinnom. Gehinnom. This was originally the Valley of Hinnom, south of Jerusalem, a garbage dump where the filth and dead animals of the city were cast out and burned, a fitting symbol of the wicked and their future destruction, burned in the garbage dump of Gehinnom. If you still don't believe that the end of the age will be a consuming fire, would you believe Christ's explanation? Matthew 13.18 Hear you therefore the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and understands it not, then comes the wicked one and catches away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which received seed by the wayside. Those who do not grasp the truth of the word are most susceptible to false doctrines and repeated lies. Verse 20. But he that received the seed into stony places, the same as he that hears the word, and at once with joy receives it, yet has he not root in himself, but endures for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, by and by, he is offended. Root in the word comes only through study of the word, along with practicing it, meaning doing it. Just believe. Verse 22. He also that received seed among the thorns is he that hears the word. And the cares of this age and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and he becomes unfruitful. 
materialistic, egotistic, desiring the vices of this age or society. Verse 23, But he that receives seed into the good ground is he that hears the word and understands it, which also bears fruit and brings forth some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Another parable he put forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like unto a man which sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat, and went his way. But when the blade was sprung up, and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. So the servants of the householder came and said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? From where then has it tares? And he said unto them, An enemy has done this. The servants said unto him, Will you then that we go and gather them up? But he said, No, lest while you gather up the tares, you root up also the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest, and in the time of harvest I will say to the reapers, Gather ye together first the tares, and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. Then Yeshua sent the multitude away, and went into the house, and his disciples came unto him, saying, Declare unto us the parable of the tares of the field. When Christ spoke to the mixed multitudes, he spoke in parables. He explains why when he is alone with his disciples. Some people cannot hear because they are not his sheep. They're not Israelites. Some don't want to hear. Some want to hear, but their faith is too weak, and others hear loud and clear. Verse 37, He answered and said unto them, He that sowed the good seed is the son of Adam. The field is the world. The good seed are the children of the kingdom, but the tares are the children of the wicked one. The children of the kingdom, the wheat that bows when ripe, are those of the race of Adam, Israelites descendants of the twelve tribes of Jacob Israel, the Anglo-Saxon nations of the world, the children of the wicked one, the tares, which are a poisonous darnel weed and stands straight up in arrogance, are those of the race of the descendants of Cain and Esau, Canaanite and Edomite Jews. Verse 39, the enemy that sowed them is the devil, the harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are the angels. As therefore the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so shall it be in the end of this age. The son of Adam shall send forth his angels, and they shall gather out of his kingdom all the things that offend, and them which do iniquity. Wait! Didn't Jesus miss the part about the rapture first? Yes! So the churches teach that Jesus makes a flyby and takes them away in the rapture. In verse 41, Christ himself explains what happens. Read 41 again. If you are raptured, then you have offended and do iniquity.
verse 42, and shall cast them into a furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. Who has ears to hear, let him hear. Straight from Christ's mouth, the end of this age will be a furnace of fire. Verse 47, again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a net that was cast into the sea and gathered of every kind, which, when the net was full, they drew to shore and sat down and gathered the good into vessels, but cast the bad away. So shall it be at the end of the age. The angels shall come forth and sever the wicked from among the just, and shall cast them into the furnace of fire. There shall be a wailing and gnashing of teeth. Christ again states the end of the age will be a furnace of fire. The wicked are severed, the wicked are gathered and burned, the righteous remain. When Yahweh destroyed the land with the flood, the wicked were drowned and washed away, and Noah and his family remained. Continue believing what your preacher or church teaches you, and you will be cast into the furnace of fire with the wicked. Seriously, you either believe scripture and the words of Christ, or you believe the lies of the ignorant and deliberate deceivers. It matters what you believe in. Hebrews 12.29 For our God is a consuming fire! Matthew 18.7 Woe unto the society because of offenses, for it must needs be that offenses come, but woe to that man by whom the offense comes. Wherefore, if your hand or your foot offend you, cut them off and cast them from you. It is better for you to enter into life halted or maimed, rather than having two hands or two feet to be cast into everlasting fire. And if your eye offend you, pluck it out and cast it from you. It is better for you to enter into life with one eye, rather than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire. This society and its stumbling blocks cause us to sin and stray from the way. If you follow this satanic society, you will feel the fire. If you repeat the lies of churchianity and proclaim Jewish Jesus, you will feel the fire.